This episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Geek Fuel, and if you go to geekfuel.com slash laser time, you can get a free Star Wars item worth $20. this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where we never stop thinking unsexy thoughts. I'm your host Bob Mackey and I'm sweating like Roger Ebert and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of The Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Henry Gilbert and I must say Excelsior! And who else? Uh, Legionnaire Disease Free, Chris Antista. Oh, finally Chris. And today's episode <laughs> is The Last Temptation of Homer. <laughs> and it aired on December 9th, 1993, and Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real-world history. <gasps> oh my god! Golly, Miss Riley Bob! Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style is the biggest album in the land, mm. Frank Zappa passes away, and Pablo Escobar, star of Netflix's Narcos, is killed. Weird. Okay, wow. so um, one Simpsons episode had a Frank Zappa tribute at the end? Or am I thinking yeah. of Duckman? You're thinking no, of Duckman didn't even air Mystery yet. Science Theater. Mystery Science Theater. Lots of people were and fans Stimpy. of Frank Zappa. Ren and Stimpy, okay. I've heard on He Common... was the Pope in the Powder Toast. Right. Oh, God, I love that episode. I'm saved. That's a uh, whole tenaciously to my buttocks. I, I thought that was like the worst voice acting I've ever heard until I like listened <laughs> to Frank Zappa's music. I'm like, that's just how he sounds. Yeah, yeah he sounds like that all the well, time. Well, <laughs> the... The Powder Toast Man episode is one of my all-time favorite cartoons ever. I love it. And just Gary Owens screaming at the yes. top of his lungs. Granings mentions it offhandedly. He's not name-dropping, but he was friends with Frank Zappa like way before The Simpsons hit it big, just mm. as cartoon boy Matt Groening. He was well, bros like with a, Frank a Zappa. like a music background, right? Mm. Well, Frank Zappa is was insufferable like he wasn't like uh, i love him i love him you're gonna get shit for this anyway. I, I never liked his music particularly I much I, I wasn't he's... a fan i mean i didn't hear much of it but he was he had a song on this dr demento collection i, I yes. owned and i was like this isn't funny but not eating the yellow snow it's uh dancing fool yeah dancing fool yeah i was like i i get it it's a song but there's it's i'll, I'll go back to eat it thank you very much <laughs> uh, also i can't go i can't think of frank zappa now without thinking of um sharpling and worcester on the best show made up a fake zappa song that they always go to like you haven't heard jazz fart <laughs> and they're like how's that go jazz fart Jazz fart. Yes. Everyone's doing the jazz fart. That sounds like baby snakes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God, it does. Uh, if, you've heard of, uh, if you've heard of Frank Zappa's song, it's probably Valley Girl. That mm. was his most popular song. And he hated how popular it was. He he hated being popular. He hated being liked. He was he was kind of a sour old man. He was a sour jerk. Speaking old. of Duckman, his son played Ajax. Yeah, Duckman would not air until... The, the spring following this episode, so Dweezil uh, Ahmed and Moon Unit. Moon Unit yeah. is that the the girl? That's the lady. Okay, yes. she's the Who Valley dated, Girl and Valley Girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. dated Mark Maron or something. Yep, yeah. man. For, briefly, like I skipped the Mark Maron intro so yeah. much, I don't really know. But I hope you never skip these intros and just go straight to when we have the first clip. This is a, this is a very good uh, biography of Frank Zappa. That's very yeah, respectful that's, that's, and thorough. I made the pop culture the news all pop culture, so you didn't have to hear about Boris Yeltsin. Oh, mm. yes. I miss that boy. I trade Boris Yeltsin. 
Putin just for a, uh, Putin any day. Just a fat drunk. <laughs> no, yeah. I picked a sports team. I'm okay with whatever Putin does. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> this episode. No way. I want World War Three with Putin right now. Yes. Uh, this episode, the last temptation of Homer. It is the uh, the second Homer infidelity episode, but I feel like. They work a lot harder than they did with Lurleen Lumpkin to mm-hmm. give Mindy a personality. Mindy and, Simmons well, is much more of a person than Lurleen Lumpkin. And to yes. make her not uh, this sort of scheming, you know, uh, husband stealer. I mean, Lurleen was sympathetic, but Mindy is even more so sympathetic. Lurleen was sympathetic in the beginning of you meeting her in that in the Colonel Homer episode. But about halfway through, she's just like, no, I'm out to wreck your yes, home. Yes, it's like, like, and I will sleep with you. Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I want to have sex with you. Like, this is my and, plan. And I don't know if it was just to tempt me or the audience... But the best butt in Simpsons history yeah. Oh, yeah, they belongs her to nice Mindy butt. Simmons. Like, she's like... Her sweet, sweet can. Particularly vol- voluptuous. They gave her quite a shape. It is impressive. Especially the... the she's Pfeiffer. wearing, like, mom jeans. Yeah, she's wearing fucking bongo jeans. Yeah. Oh, Perfect God. 90s uh, butt pants. Yes. Uh, but <laughs> I've, it, I've seen 90s butts. But it's true. Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't really sex it up as much as, like... Well, they, uh, Beverly uh, D'Angelo did. Merkin talked about this a lot on the commentary about how he recognized that they did the learn lean thing before, but they wanted this to be more like Homer and her just have a connection and they're yeah. both trying to resist it, but can't. Yeah. And that she had been reading like when she's recorded the lines, he mentioned that she had been doing it more sexily. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, 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 calm it down. Like, this is, you're a person. You're a woman who's it's, a person. You're yeah. not just a sex artist. It's downright female Homer. It's downright sedate and weird considering they got one of, at the time, one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. And I, lo- I love, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's, she's great in everything. And yeah. I, I meant to look, I looked it up and it, I, I really wanted her to be a grandma. It's not true. It's not the case. She did take a few years off to be a parent and be with mm-hmm. her kids and, and son. That's mm-hmm. why she wasn't in movies for about four years. And then when she comes back, she's only old and things. Of like, you can play it's... Spider-Man's grandmother. Now she plays Grandma Hagley in every movie. Uh, I want to say, like, we've gone a lot through season five without a B story. I feel like this is the first season five ah, episode with a B story. But a good we, B story. We have Bart becoming a nerd, and the first scene opens yeah. with uh, one what? of his one mega pranks. This is yes. great. The beauty of it is each parking space is a mere one foot narrower, indistinguishable to the naked eye. But therein lies the game. I fear to watch, yet I cannot turn away! <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt with Nelson saying it. Or sorry, Milhouse saying it. I, I've said that a million times. Yeah. I love that. that it's one of those Shakespearean away. Simpsons lines that I, oh, I, I me and all my friends say. <laughs> it makes me so anxious. It made me anxious as a kid. It makes me anxious watching it now. Just how everyone is trapped in their cars and they're <laughs> yeah. like freaking out. It's Grace, too much. claustrophobic. Skinner, Edna Exchange. Blasted woman, you parked too close. Move your car. I'm in the lines. You got a problem? Go tell your mama. Oh, don't worry. She'll hear about this. <laughs> I can't get out. I'm trapped. I can't breathe. <laughs> Maybe the most maniacal laugh Bart has ever... That's a Sideshow Bob laugh, yeah. if anything. Uh, he is very happy to be evil. <laughs> and once again, they're really building up the Skinner versus his mom thing yeah. in season five. More than anything. Though, there's, still... there's one line per episode. Sorry. Yeah, we're still weeks away from meeting Agnes in the 100th episode. She won't have a spoken word until, again, till this episode, till that episode. Like, we heard her speak in the Crepes of Wrath, but that is a very different episode. That is a very different Agnes than the one we will get to meet. Back when she called Seymour Spanky, which Oof, would never be yeah. mentioned again. And uh, the, the 
I like that uh, Krabappel punishes him. It's a smart yeah. punishment of just like, I'm going to embarrass you by <laughs> calling on you the rest of the year. You're mm. going to have to be engaged the rest of the year. Yeah. And that then Bart's bad eyesight. So this, yeah, this episode hit me hard as a kid <laughs> because I am a nerd. I did. Have, even then I had a lazy eye and bad eyesight. And then to see Bart's transformation <laughs> into a detested nerd come from especially the lazy eye, I was like, "Oh, am I? Am I? Am I a huge nerd?" Your hair looks fabulous, though. Thank, thank <laughs> you. Didn't look so good then. Um, Looks so good then. But yeah, because he ends up going to like every single doctor. A weird HMO joke. Does that even still exist? HMOs were HMOs, new then. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're around now. I, I know nothing about healthcare. I just check the box on my employment forms. Like, yes, make sure I don't die. Yeah, but they. But when I've you were a fraud kid, with Obamacare. <laughs> Fingers crossed, I can keep doing that. Well, when I was a kid, we did go to an HMO a few times. Like, mom takes me and my brother for a yearly mm-hmm. checkup, and its thing was just like Hibbert talks it up. Is that? multiple specialists are in the same place so they mm-hmm. can collect your money at once instead of you going to your general practitioner yep. who then says go to the ear nose and throat guy or go to the go to the optometrist or go to the foot guy they're just like look we're all here we all can get money from you in in, in one place yes just avoid the tube and i thought this was weird the um he goes to what the ear nose uh, and throat yes. person well we're, was, we're going a little out of order here yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're just sticking with bart's b story for yeah now. so he this is when he's getting nerded up by all yeah. his treatments. Looks a little red. I better spray it. Holy, <coughs> 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 oh, thanks, nice lady. My voice is crazy with this brain already. Oh, I feel so much better, Mr. Medical Science type person. That's so, uh, Dan Castellaneta doing his Jerry Lewis. And I, I feel Jerry like it's a, it's a better impression, but I think Hank Azarias is more funny. I, I, well, I think it... It's more of a character. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Dan's is just a very good Jerry Lewis, and then Hank, it's like Hank did with a lot of his characters of, I start with an impression and yeah. then I turn it a little bit. So Frank isn't 100% the nutty professor. He's a little more confident and uh, <laughs> yeah. rough. And he can be the voice of reason sometimes instead of just like, the simpering man-child. so good, but the A story is... It starts with Homer trying to, like, first... Actually, it's funny. Bart yeah. and Homer both have, like, murderous pranks. Yeah, <laughs> there's some nice symmetry going on there. No, yeah. Homer's is just so me. Like, there's no joke <laughs> to it. It's just like, you killed this it man. It was an accident. He killed him. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. And, and and they're all in the same amount of danger. The idea of the emergency being too cheap to have anything but a painted-on emergency yes. for exists. Yeah, just paint it on. <laughs> just, there's no way out. There's no way out. Yeah. Well, sir, I won't bore you with the details of our miraculous escape. But we desperately need a real emergency exit. Why, that's a fabulous idea. Anything else you'd like? How about real lead in the radiation shields? Urinal cakes, maybe? Smithers, throw this at him. (laughs) I I do like the line, we won't bore you with the details, because they don't have a reason to get them out of there. Just like, well, they did escape, but I don't care how. It's such a Merkin (laughs) FU, but yeah, they, they are... Actually, in a way, painted into a corner, literally, mm. with that painted on door, that there is no escape, and they are definitely dead. Yeah. So there's it's no... Like cl- a cloud of toxic smoke envelops them. And that reverse trap door was great, of the tube sucking him to India. Yeah. And then... A pr- uh, like, a, well, a foreshadowing to Futurama. 
Yeah, and their it means was of convenience. Lots of tubes. Mm-hmm. But the though that was Charlie's last appearance for a few years, he mm-hmm. he will be seen in a flashback in Maggie Makes Three at the plant. But don't get him confused because there is a similar guy to Charlie who is at the bar mm-hmm. at Moe's Bar, but that's not him. Is he, mm-hmm. he looks There's like two him. Charlies? If you remember the guy who goes like. Hey, you know, Homer, about the H... They're not... They're keeping us away from high-definition television. Then Homer rats him out to the IRS. That's not Charlie. Oh, okay. There is... I forget why Marge was hired by the plant, but... Oh, because the guy retired. For, yeah. Uh, for this reason, they, they they want to hire people is because the economy took a turn for the worse, so... Mm-hmm. I love that money fight. Yeah. That money, money no. fight. <laughs> No, they, the economy doesn't take a turn for the worse. They I'm get thinking, rid of Charlie. You're thinking of Springfield. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry. Very similar scenes, though. By <laughs> sucking Charlie away, they have to replace him okay, with someone. Yeah. I am thinking of Springfield. And, the and they want to keep it tight while still having their money fights. This, I, uh, it sucks. This isn't Tibor. Yes. Because Burns wants to replace him with an immigrant he can pay one cent an hour. Zutroy. I, I wish it was Tibor. Agent Wilson, Department of Labor. This man's an illegal alien. That's preposterous. Zootroy here is as American as apple pie. This plant violates every labor law in the book. We found a missing Brazilian soccer team working in your reactor core. That plane crashed on my property. (laughs) So that, of course, is a reference to the movie Alive, Alive, based on the book by the same name. It was actually... Uh, Uruguayan, Uruguay, Uruguay. How do you say the name of the country? Uruguay, Uruguay. Uruguay. You are gay. That's how Homer pronounces it. Uruguayan rugby team, uh, and they crashed in the uh, in some mountain range in the in 1972. And that was a a staple of every comedy show in this era because it involved cannibalism, which is hilarious. They survived by eating their uh, fallen. Like a fellow, yeah. fellow ca- and then yeah. one guy says, "Tastes like chicken in alive." Mm. This was the thing I I've come to notice revisiting many '90s sitcoms mm. and pre and early decades too of just like we can't just do a cannibalism joke on here. We can't just do a joke about assassinating JFK. <laughs> they can't do any of those jokes just straight up. But if they say this is a reference to Crying Game, or this Tootsie. is a reference to Alive, to Tootsie, <laughs> this is a reference to Oliver Stone's JFK, they can get away with the huh. with the grossest stuff huh. that they could never do otherwise by just saying like, no, it's a reference I, to Alive. I, I think that might still be in effect. When I, when I, I think s- it still is. When yeah. I see like a lot of the Seth MacFarlane stuff, they can't really <sighs> get away with some, well some of the yeah. content unless it's a reference. Yeah. Uh, like if one of the characters did it out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you couldn't make that rape joke. Exactly. <laughs> but me otherwise it's hey, okay but if you're spinning something like a cutaway to not to fiction mm. it's wow i mean good. like a decade ago i think it was broke back mountain if you wanted to make yeah. a gay oh joke. yeah totally yeah I, they, yeah. they found a new gay joke to do but uh, yeah. yeah it was it was broke back back in the day and I, I did want to run down through the list of the uh the, the power plant illegal workers so we have zutroy <laughs> we have tibor who i assume was there legally but they made it sound like he wasn't he at um, least doesn't speak english yeah zutroy zutroy is the guy who got a shiny penny or nickel or whatever well yeah, he, he looks like the guy who tried to sell home or the car that could be put, put in, in h yeah a uh, crazy Valklov. So uh, Zutroy, Tibor, Stuart the Duck we meet in this episode, and Queenie, Get back to who Homer ate. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, Queenie. The bur- yeah. yeah, the chicken. Uh, That's right. And I did. And it's also an interesting thing now of the idea of illegal immigrants is mm-hmm. a little different bit of a plot turning point than mm-hmm. it is in used in this episode. I thought we were clear that it was exploitation and not mm-hmm. the fault of the immigrant. But it, yeah, well, it, it isn't it's here not either. that kind of show. I'm but sorry. The, uh, but uh, God, I just love that money fight. I think uh, that money, money fight, whenever fight. I think of like, oh, uh, we're so poor. It's so hard for executives. 
money fight. <laughs> Just I so think of that constantly. I didn't get as rich this year. One <laughs> final thing we forgot to mention. I feel it's incredibly important that mm. when Bart gets his glasses, the doctor reassures him that Menachem Begin wore a pair just like them. I think I said the name wrong, but he was the sixth prime minister of Israel. <laughs> and yes, Bart's glasses do look a lot like Menachem's. They look like yeah. mine. <laughs> well, and Menachem Begin also is a Nobel Peace Prize winner. He co-won it with oh, okay. um, uh, with Anwar Sadat of Egypt for ending the uh, what was it the Six Days War? It was hmm. there was a very brief war between Israel and Egypt that hmm. then they came together and ended it. And uh, Menachem Begin was there. He was not known as an attractive man. <laughs> no. but, uh, Just keep in mind, whenever we stumble across a name like this while watching an episode, it's, we, we have, have to stop to stop the train. Yeah. I have to look this up. It's yeah. my duty. <laughs> yeah. So in general, this is a feeling I had about Homer in this week's episode. I think Dan Castellaneta had a cold. Homer sounds off to me. Huh. He sounds like a little too high, a little too nasal, like huh. Homer's living in his nose. There's not hmm. too many other Dan voices in this episode, hmm. but something just doesn't sound right about Dan. All, all of my way. favorite scenes are slightly different tones and reads. Yeah, when he they, says, Colonel Clink, yeah. like it's just a little higher. But Listen I, for it in our other clips. But it, it took me 20 minutes to say it. I love this episode. Someone like, tweeted yes. uh, at Dan Castellan and asked him if he had a cold in April of 1993. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just something higher pitch it always bothered me as a kid that it sounded weird every time i'd rewatch it and uh, like or it could be this thing i had heard the term only on the commentaries for the ep- part two of who shot mr burns where they say they 10 percented it which oh, means they had right. to speed it up by 10 percent a slightly imperceptible amount but just to get as much as they can but when you do that everybody talks just a little bit faster and sometimes lines are just like, whoa, that sounded weird. Mm. But it's you how just I sneak episodes of Arrow on YouTube. <laughs> it's it's now been used by many YouTube tricksters of like, oh, that we pitch shifted it just a little bit. But uh, like, listen how he says powdered gravy. But so when he first meets Mindy, they do say she they act like she is the only woman to work at the plant. Yeah, obviously Marge had worked there before, but. On that episode, too, there's at least one other woman, mm-hmm. the woman staring off into the middle distance, yes. drinking. <laughs> that That is oh, another right. woman at the plant. I can't think of another woman I've seen I mean, in the power plant In the plant first season, this. there's a ton in the background. I remember yeah. during... Uh, not, a, not a ton being like eight per, like one-eighth of the workforce. Of yeah. Them. I remember in Homer Defined, a man was having sex with a woman in the closet during the meltdown. Oh, yeah. I was like, see you next meltdown, baby. That's right. Yeah. That, okay, so there, there's at least one <laughs> yeah. other woman. Uh, but yeah, the Department of Labor forces Burns to hire a woman to get out of trouble, and we get Mindy. Oh, if they hire a woman, we won't be able to spit on the floor. And we can't take off our pants when it gets real hot. And we won't be able to pee in the drinking fountain. Yeah, I mean, not, you know, if we wanted to. <laughs> not that I ever did. Gentlemen, I'd like you to meet your new co-worker, Mindy Simmons. I think she has a degree in engineering or something. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? Oh, pleased to meet you. Yeah, ditto. Hi. <gasps> Mama, what's the matter? Ain't you never seen a naked chick riding a clam before? <laughs> <laughs> I had only uh, seen it once in The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Yeah. It's Uma Thurman uh, being surrounded by angels and wrapped. And that movie's a little, yeah, I think it would have been out in time to be referenced here. Well, it's a reference Bar- to a classic piece of art, though, It is. Right? It is. Yeah. I mean, but it's the birth of Venus. Venus. Yeah. But, but 
the angels flying around. Ah, uh, gotcha. Is okay. the only reason I'm. I, and I, I do. I will. Well, not my, I will not holding, die on this hill. Uh, angels holding up thing for censorship purposes. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, <laughs> that was that was the old school censorship. I don't even think I loved Baron Van Baron von Munchausen, but it was just on like HBO best. all the time as a kid. It was I amazing. didn't. It was probably the first thing I saw Robin Williams in. Oh. And it's a really good one. I remember reading that Eric Idle said about that movie that he did it and it was a miserable shoot, and he said that. Everyone should see a Terry Gilliam film, but no one should be in them. They're no fun to make. He, his character gets to chase down a bullet. When I was a little kid, I thought that was the coolest scene I'd ever seen. He's trying. He, he's he's faster than the Flash and can stop a bullet, but he's also eighty years old and it hurts his hands. It's <laughs> such a great scene. So uh, the the problem introduced in this episode or the issue at hand, I feel like, is a very specific and extremely down to earth uh, thing to have on the Simpsons, yeah, I think where so. it's like you're an adult. You're in the same place with someone you're incredibly attracted to yeah. all day. What do you do with those feelings? And I feel like this is a good exploration of that. Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. think it's something, I mean, I can say it's happened to me. It's not happening now. Anyone I work with, it's fine. Uh, to, to TBH, <laughs> it's like I, I, I worked at a Chinese restaurant in for the state and then moved out to California and immediately got like just dream jobs. I always thought I'd die in the basement of some department of labor uh, <laughs> because that's all that was in my town so I, I just turned that part of my brain off but i still think it's a, it's a surprisingly honest depiction of how yeah, yeah. homer comes out looking good mandy comes out looking good they're both dealing with the same problem yeah work crushes just happen all the time it's about how you deal with them yeah. i have definitely the most work crush drama i ever had was at the movie theater i worked at but that was that's honestly because... I used to work with Hank, by the way. I was really <laughs> hoping hold that hope. It was because everybody in the movie theater was like 23 and under. Mm-hmm. And so, guess what? They all were like fucking and being stupid. Yes. And, and and sexy as hell. And especially like this one guy, there there was a couple there who were just like, oh, you're the couple who works together. Everybody loves you. And then that guy had sex with this one other girl there. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like everybody, but the couple still stayed together and I was just like, oh boy, this is all, this is so <laughs> awkward. And I'm stuck in the middle of a giant heat fest. But that it, it's also though weird to me that nobody else is into Mindy. It, like when Homer is trying to talk about how, how much he likes Mindy to mm. Carl and Lenny, like they're <laughs> they not like, care. who cares? Like, yeah. I feel but like, I, I, but I Mindy love that. Mindy has a motorcycle. It, that's not totally analogous to work, but just like groups of men were like don't uh, upset the balance don't ex- yeah. don't uh, don't rock the ecosystem yeah. of this dude thing we have going on and that, that this clip emphasizes that what do you guys think of mindy seems okay anybody see the game last night yeah that mindy seems real nice homer what's with you you're talking during a coffee break yeah you usually just take the box of donuts into the bathroom <laughs> oh, mindy <God>. has a <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> that would have been my line of the show um, I just like, I oh. noticed that this time it was a great thing in the animators and Homer just pours basically a cup of a sugar, sugar yeah. into it and then stirs it with his finger mm-hmm. like that I, I do that all the time. Oh really? Yeah. I've never. Well, I'm not a coffee drinker. That long so. banana. Are they, I mean, Homer would naturally do this, but are they trying to show he's distracted by thinking of Mindy? Maybe. Mm, no, I think I that's know. probably is how much he normally yeah. does drink. Put sugar in his coffee. That, and uh, I just saw a tweet, a picture on social media of somebody who took a box of donuts into the like somebody <laughs> took a picture of somebody in a separate stall who on the floor. No. Oh. 
He had well, they had like their coat, and then on top of the coat was the open box of donuts. Oh. They, so they went to the they hid in. I have to. I don't believe their pants were down around their ankles, so it was just to hide in the bathroom oh, to eat yeah. all the uh, the donuts. I was gonna tip my hat to that fellow and just you're the most efficient human being ever. <laughs> donut goes in, donut goes out. <laughs> it's and, that fast. I think Michelle Pfeiffer does a very good job I too. acting too. Like she's great and. I looked into it. She is very underused as a voice actress. She's actually hmm. only been a voice in two animated oh, projects after me. this, and I know them both. None but, of them uh, Disney. No, but Titan Dream, AE. No, nope, DreamWorks. Uh, oh God. Over the DreamWorks head. and Two Dimensional. Uh, Prince of Egypt. Yep, that's one of them. She's wow, damn. The Prince I'm of just Egypt. guessing. And then the uh, one right after that, the Rodel Dorado. Uh, sorry, the one after that. Uh, Moses goes to town. No, it's uh, it's Sinbad. <laughs> oh, Sinbad. They, she, oh, I forgot they did that. Oh, yeah, like Damn. Yeah, she's good in both. The, well, you forget those because they that was them like, we should finance a, a, an early 90s Disney film. Then when Shrek showed up, it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, like, uh, and we, they were the Shrek machine. I grew up in the heyday of, well, not the heyday, but the resurgence of Batman thanks to the Tim Burton movies. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking of rewatching them, don't. Yeah. Uh, they're better left in your memories, with the exception of Batman Returns and Michelle Pfeiffer. She's so good at She's it. scary, sexy, weird, funny. It's fucking awesome. She is so cool in that movie. And she has great chemistry with uh, Michael Keaton, too. Like, yeah. She's really good. I, I think she's awesome in that, and she's, she's an underrated actress, I think. Other than that, there's like almost nothing I've seen her in. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like Scarface and uh, right. oh, One Fine Day. How about that? Nah. <laughs> nah, no thanks. But the she's but she's great. I wish she she should it's be doing more voice acting, and that she's playing it so well. They talk mm. about how that she's eating when she's eating the donut. <laughs> she's on off mic. She is eating like celery. Uh-huh. She's eating. But though she had just had a kid, they talked about how uh, when they recorded it, she mm. just had a, a daughter. I can, I can play the clip in a second, but I love the advice. Homer, ugh, that, like that Homer has to ask Barney and Mo this is, for this advice. Is the, the perfect summation of this episode, I feel like, and it's like just <laughs> it distilled in one it's sentence. It's great. Mo, I need your advice. Yeah. See, I got this friend named Joey Jojo Junior Shabadoo. That's the worst name I ever heard. Hey, Joey Jojo. Oh, what the hell? It's me. Joey Jojo. I'm attracted to another woman. What am I going to do? Your infatuation is based on a physical attraction. Talk to the woman, and you'll realize you have nothing in common. I cut off the joke there, because I feel like that's where they should have cut it off. Yeah. Well, the joke is that it's on a It's on a bar napkin. napkin. Yeah, so, it, I want to say they missed the chance to put Tipsy McStagger. Yeah. That's not Tipsy McStagger, it's just some other guy. It basically was Tipsy. Yeah. But Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo, <laughs> it's become a easy thing to say like when you're making up a name or you're just like, oh, I know who made that movie is Joey Jojo Shabadoo. I'm sure every forum online has a Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo at this point. I, though I had to double check this. I thought he was the guy who runs King Toots, but there a no. different look it's yeah. a different guy uh, for some reason in my head i always assume like that's the same guy who runs king toots from lisa's pony <laughs> it isn't but i also want to say in this episode homer uh, immediately is aware of his feelings for lurleen in uh sorry not lurleen but mindy in the yeah. lurleen episode he is in denial the entire time he refuses to talk about it well, only in the end does he, he come out no clue. yeah well, he, he also, no, part of it is yeah he does have no clue well, he, he doesn't have feelings for her initially like True. She, really. she she comes on to him. Um, yeah, and I think when he just realized, like, 
Well, I could have sex. This was, like, yeah, okay. he's kind of regretful about, like, oh, I could have had sex. There's a him. lot I forgot about this episode. Either it doesn't air in syndication or it cuts out a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's, it's surprisingly honest because Homer is, is almost the aggressor, but well, not... not not totally, but it is that Lurline, for Lurline, it really was just like, he only regrets, oh, I could have had sex once with you, or mm-hmm. not even, he doesn't like, oh, I love you. Like, he's not, but... But I met that he's age. like, I love you. It, like, when I sometimes will, like, go out and drink with somebody and, like, you know, I I was really into you, like, seven years ago. Like, no idea. There's, that, this option does not exist to me now. That's insane. Like, I have to cross-check this. I could have done that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a, uh, I want to get back to the my line of the show mm. is when Bart comes to school and is a, it is a nerd. And this was the one that struck at my heart this, hard and it was also i like this was me saying that to the tv yeah realizing that i am a nerd and also the way my mom i just remember my mom laughed at it almost too much uh, i was uh, like mm, but uh, though this could all just be built up in my memory this but. is all so great there's another joke from the simpsons i thought i liked more but it's all predicated here mm-hmm. with something martin says and it ends with both Bart and Milhouse seeing each other in their glasses. I love that scene. This would have been my line of the show if not for the thing I love so much. Okay. Nice glasses, four eyes. <laughs> yeah, nice shoes. Uh, two feet. Ah. Ah. Your appearance is comical <laughs> to me. <laughs> I'm a nerd. <gasps> So am I. <laughs> that, it, I. I like Nelson's accepting grunt when yeah. he yeah. kind of backs away from the joke. Yeah. yeah. It's more Mr. Burns, I'm sorry. It, what was pretty good. Yeah. But the, the Millhouse never realized to this point he is a nerd yeah. and just like a nerd. Much later he doesn't he realizes he's not a nerd because nerds are smart. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they it's it he's more of a dweeb. Yeah, I had that revelation too. I There's mean when they get to, to the, me. when they get to the nerd club, that's also when I've realized that. But just yeah, that them seeing it it's such a great end to that of like so am i like just them seeing each other in their glasses it's so great though uh, let me tell you a lazy eye is not fixed by two weeks of wearing special glasses he'd have to wear an eye patch which is much more humiliating than glasses not if you grow out a kick-ass beard oh you can't do that either Uh, what as a 10 year old (laughs) again this this was a punch in the gut like i was 11 watching this and like here's parts one year younger than me, like, oh, this is me. I am a nerd. Like, yeah, but at least nerds can grow up and get good jobs. People mm-hmm. like me and Bart are fucked. <laughs> You're going to be pumping my gas. Yeah. Like, no. right, the second the Patreon runs out, I'm out there bagging your groceries. <laughs> no, Robots do that now, Chris. <laughs> oh, lot, God damn it! But a lot of jocks just go and get a BA in, like, money and just become your boss. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a project manager. And they're loud and confident enough to do whatever they want. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, uh, like Homer tries and the be- to. Oh, the beatings of Bart are so, so yes. cool. They are so harsh. That but is the, a Merkin the, thing in general. But the, the sounds are so comedic. Yeah, is they, what I like. They are comedic, but if you just think of the force on how fast they're punching, no, but it has like, like Western ow. bar fight, fight noises. <laughs> well, uh, Bart never really shows the damage, yeah. so yeah. you don't feel as bad. But the other own bruise. The Simpsons will be right back. (laughs) 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Geek Fuel premium delightful mystery box featuring six to eight items and an exclusive shirt. We always refer to Geek Fuel like a birthday present you give yourself or as a gift to a loved one every single month because Geek Fuel is all about brightening up your day once a month with cool goodies featuring your favorite stuff like Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Pop Figs, Zelda, Halo, Star Trek, Ghostbusters, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Futurama. The list goes on and on, ranging from pint glasses, cards, posters, shirts, comic books, and each box is guaranteed to contain $50 worth of stuff, and Geek Boxes start for as little as $14 plus shipping and handling. If that weren't enough, you can go to geekfuel.com slash laser time and receive a bonus Star Wars item worth $20 absolutely free. If you're looking to put a pep in your geeky step, consider Geek Fuel, and if you want that free Star Wars item, head to geekfuel.com slash laser time. you like Laser Time shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash Laser Time. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. The first clip here is an episode of Golden Girls. Uh, comes back from break, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's Estelle Getty sitting on the couch watching TV, and this was just funny, like, the terminology she uses here. I'm like, you call that wrestling, you pansy? If you can't take a crutch slam like a man, get out of the business. <laughs> Damn. Just get out yeah. of the business is such a like <laughs> modern phrase, yeah. and a, like that she knows it's all fake and is just like this guy sucks. Yeah. Know, the just, dirt sheets were wrong. Yes, like it, terrible, and it just his hard, work rate is bad. Yes, like that she's judging it on this meta level of like oh this specific wrestling joke, and it's just like an when in he turned face no pop, no pop at all. <laughs> get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full length, uncensored and ad free Patreon exclusive podcast, as well as full length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Homer tries to figure out how little in common he has in Mindy and fails miserably. I think we'll find we have very little in common. Cat clock eating. Hey, my favorite. Raspberry swirl with a double glaze. Double glaze. (laughs) No. Okay, so we have one thing in common. But you know what I hate? Drinking beer and watching TV. Not me. That's my idea of heaven. Me too. Really? (laughs) I can see I'm going to love working with you. Well, got to go. I want to sneak in a quick nap before lunch. (laughs) Temptress. I'll bet she thinks Ziggy's gotten too preachy, too. <laughs> I mean, unfairly, the universe is sort of smashing them together, as we'll oh, yeah. see. And and then we learn that Homer is you don't better have to explain off. Ziggy, right? No, no. <laughs> I definitely heard of Ziggy, but actually, my local newspaper did not carry Ziggy. Mine didn't either. Too but, controversial for Florida. <laughs> but my father uh, had like the most seventies Ziggy book of all time. It was like one of the first things I could pick up off my parents' bookshelf and read. So, well, by the nineties, Ziggy was too preachy, so it wasn't yeah. cool anyway. If I read him. Um, like I don't know when my family was on vacation and I was reading another state's newspaper mm-hmm. and Ziggy was in there I was like eh, what's so special like I never was pushed to get a Ziggy collection and I 
owned many comic yeah. strip collections. I was obsessed with Garfield Shoes the Fat. Yes. Uh, yeah, Garfield yeah. putting it on. I think everything up till book 24 of Garfield. I at least had sure. 20, yeah. yeah. And then and then Foxtrot, Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. Calvin and Hobbes. And, and, but Ziggy, Ziggy, because the art can be amazing from time to time. It can be, um, yeah. It, it, and I will say, since it's December, according to this episode. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ziggy's Gift is one of the best Christmas specials Very few good. people have ever seen. Yeah. It's on YouTube in its entirety. Harry Nilsson does the music. And Richard Williams, who does the animation for Thief and the Cobbler, and perhaps uh, the greatest an- Roger Rabbit, perhaps the greatest American yes. animator of our yes. generation, if maybe ever. So, like, I, I don't need to rail on this again because it's the uh-huh. wrong show. But that, like, after the Peanuts Christmas special, every single Sunday strip got launched with a holiday special. Yep, they all got a shot. As did Ziggy, and Ziggy's is needlessly beautiful because mm-hmm. he doesn't talk. I think it's... every Ziggy comic strip is Ziggy's gift to the world. <laughs> it's really I good. Have, I have to. I, de- I identify with Ziggy because every day he gets owned by a bird, and that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> Birds love to troll you. Uh, it's totally true. Uh, meanwhile, Mindy must have an, either an incredible metabolism or she just goes to the gym all the time because yeah. she cannot do all those things. Yeah. Like... I think this is partially to make all of us more attracted to Mindy. I mean, yeah. What a test of will. Though you do have to wonder, I mean... I think she just has daddy issues, and that's why she likes Homer. Like, how young know. is Mindy? Do we do we think like, no, mid twenties? I don't know. Thirty? Yeah, who who no, knows? She has she an engineering a degree. degree. Yeah. I think early thirties. And she's, she's dumb, so it couldn't have been like a Doogie Howser <laughs> situation. Or maybe twenty eight. She could be like twenty eight, late twenties. The like, I feel like her, a woman in her thirties, would still be like, "Look, I've been around the block a while. I'm not going to get with a married man." Like she'd <laughs> she'd just say, "Like I've got lots of takers out there. I don't need to be with a married guy." But I think it's I think it's daddy issues. So lovely but. feeling though, for and, for but, tubby but, unattractive old people yes. that someday someone who looks like Mindy might be accidentally attracted to. You. <laughs> and uh, I definitely didn't get the innuendo in the elevator. Oh yeah, dude, that kid. shit was crazy. Gotta go. I have to play this. For, uh, yeah. I guess we'll be going down together. I mean, getting off together. I mean. That's okay. I just push the button for the stimulator. I mean, elevator. That that when he rips open the door and fly, yeah is the like the best cartoon moment ever and, and, and more rare than you'd think on The Simpsons. Yeah, it uh, definitely has a nerdy kid. Oh, I said mm. like, there's no way that elevator is next to the. There's no <laughs> elevator next to the cooling tower. Yeah. Why is tower? there a stop on the cooling tower? Yes, and they're both taking that elevator to avoid one another because yeah. they're both very mm. attracted to one another. And I I had to play because I love Barney and this makes me laugh. <laughs> That's Homer trying to think unsexy thoughts. It's mm-hmm. Patty and Selma shaving the legs, followed by Barney in a bikini dancing that song and <laughs> really just belching. <laughs> but it's if you didn't know, it's the I Dream of Genie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uncredited Hanna Barbera animation. Bob thought it was Bewitched. Oh, Mike thought it was Bewitched. I'm, I I'm did. Selling you. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it was Chris. Yeah. Sorry. Fuck him. Oh, Bob under the bus. Because you're going to need to know uh, 60s and 70s sitcoms. Very a soon, bit. yes. I love the gross family portion. It's yeah. it's a great way that the family lets him down yeah. by just, but not not but, even lets. They're all innocent. It's, it's yeah, all, it's not yeah. a personal affront to Homer. I feel so yeah. bad for Marge that she just has to be ugly for this scene, or they have to like not ugly, but she has to be unattractive just through having a cold. Yeah, Mindy is this ideal for Homer, yeah. and he comes home to reality. His family, she has like mm. hasn't hurt him or. Like, like, but guess what? Made like, him bankrupt. They kind of just—he came home and his whole family shit themselves. Yes, yeah. yeah, like they're just all in a bad shape. Ah, uh, home to my loving family. What more can a man ask for? 
Hi, Homer. Don't kiss me. I'm all stuffed up. Yeah. Hi, Dad. Hi, son. How are you? <laughs> Dad, look, I made fish sticks. They're burned on the outside, but they're frozen on the inside, so it balances out. Yeah, good. <laughs> that raccoon stole my lamb chop. <laughs> we also uh, <laughs> his little helper. We also see uh, the T-shirt Marge got made that was ruined. Yeah. And uh, during my first E3 in 2011, mm -hmm. my very first E3, I was working in our little workroom, and I saw one of my peers, an mm -hmm. IGN Australia guy, mm -hmm. had that shirt on, and it's I was amazing. like, I've made it. Oh, I'm living it up. Beautiful. It's like something our buddy Bart of Darkness I makes. think Bart of Darkness has also made that. Or I've yeah. seen that shirt on Etsy. I'm not sure who made it. I but, uh, have never been happier with my High Man t-shirt. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I love mine, too. I so love them all. Good. Thanks, Bart of Darkness. Thank the, you so much, Bart of Darkness. The, I just, the acting by Castle and Ed there, they're like, yeah. <laughs> they're just him trying it's, to be nice to Lisa. This episode is amazing. He's the acting is really great. This is yep. just a great episode, and the uh, yeah, you don't have a clip of it, but the just do it thing. The animators <laughs> really, they're like, okay, I'm drawing the best ass, and it's just full ass. Yeah. Like, I guess technically it's just a hyper thong in for workout clothes. I mean, but I, I just... used to make jokes. This is like, you know, I'm a little kid. Like, why wouldn't I just draw this stuff for myself all the time? <laughs> and it turns out a lot of animators do, and oh, if yeah. they don't. But they sell their work at Comic-Con. That's what they end up drawing anyway yeah. Yeah. on commission. I think it's important to note. I feel like Homer would be uh, more insensitive to his family suffering all these problems. But he's coming home thinking like, no, I love my family. I'm yeah. going to be very nice to my family who I love. I'm not going to cheat on Marge. I wouldn't leave this family for anyone. And I uh, also want to get real quick on the uh, Kent Brockman brings up everybody's <laughs> affairs, like all these presidents' yeah. affairs and yeah. didn't make them great. So Kennedy and Clinton have too many affairs to name. So. Oh, yeah. But when they said Eisenhower and H.W. Bush, mm -hmm. those were surprises to me. I didn't really know. So oh. Eisenhower's was Kay Summersby, <laughs> who was his assistant before he A became president back in World War II. And he wanted he did have an affair with her on his wife in World War II. But then she had married by the time he was president. So they didn't really do anything together. Meanwhile, H.W., was with Jennifer Fitzgerald, his personal assistant for decades, and was like, like in the seventies and eighties. Wow, I didn't just, hear about this. See, this was a point Hillary brought up in like ninety two, and everybody's wow. like, all they're bringing up is Jennifer Flowers. Don't you know that H.W. also had been cheating on his wife the whole time, <sighs> and nobody cared then either. Which again, like Bill, it. You don't want to think about H.W. ever having sex. <laughs> like, at least with Billy, you're like, oh, Bill, slick Willie, always with the smooth Rock talk. hard prudence. <laughs> and then lastly, Lincoln's affairs were actually all uh, supposedly homosexual. There, there's, not any, there's not any woman he's connected to. I read Weekly World News. Yes. I, I, I know. Uh, I mean, uh, there was a man named Speed. I believe it was Joshua Speed that he was. The, the idea a man that, named John Wilkes Booth? Uh, <laughs> well, according to the Gettysburg Address, he scored four times seven years ago. So uh, I'm, well, I guess they were all gay encounters. The, the reason it's unsubstantiated is just like people say, he has these letters about sleeping in bed with his other men. and But then people say, well, no, in the 1860s or 1850s, 
This was just guy code of like, well, I guess we're sharing a bed. We are two men. This is what men do. <laughs> I thought and it was then, like there's no central heating and we live in log cabins. And so, yeah, and so <laughs> let's I'm, merge beards. So that I mean, the definition of homosexuality that we know today wasn't a thing in 1850s yeah, America. That was so, fat, even, yeah, yeah. so even if he was fucking this speed dude, they would be just like, it's just what men do yeah. on trips. Got to fuck something. But that he seemed more into it, and that uh, he was. He spent a long time away from Mary Todd and that so and there's some other like suspect letters of like sounds like you kissed this guy. Like, this is weird. <laughs> so those were the affairs of the other people named in there. So obviously Kennedy just had sex with everybody. Yeah. Bill Clinton has like 18 ones you can't name. And this was even before anybody knew about they did this joke just when Jennifer Flowers was the famous one, but there were like, I believe, several other women who said, oh no, I was also his girlfriend. I was a secret uh, girlfriend. Can and... you imagine Kennedy's big puffy face going down on you? Uh, <laughs> I hear him going to give you an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my best, Wimby. Um, God damn it. All right, so more nostalgia that uh, I don't Here have. Here we go, yes. Yeah. So, uh, Homer... It's a great joke that Homer calls Ned on the marriage yeah. hotline. They should have done more with that, honestly. Like Ned knowing that Homer is trying to che- is thinking of cheating on Marge, mm-hmm. but so that he's knocked unconscious. He's visited by his guardian angel, who is somebody he doesn't recognize at first. Isaac then, Newton, right? Yeah. And then he has to transform into someone he does recognize. I am not explaining Isaac Newton to you. <laughs> who are you? You discovered Alma. I'm your guardian angel. <laughs> I've assumed the form of someone you would recognize and revere. Sir Isaac Newton. Sir Isaac who? Oh, very well. <gasps> Colonel Clink! Did you ever get my letters? I'm not actually Colonel Clink. I'm just assuming his form. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Hogan had tunnels all over your camp? <laughs> Homer! <laughs> so I Chris, barely get uh, this. You gotta play that death jingle. Oh no! Uh, this is another time for the death jingle. Werner! Death! Stalks you at every turn! Werner Klemperer, I think you say his name. He died in 2000. Uh, he was he did play Colonel Clint. They got the real dude, and we'll talk about Hogan's Heroes now. Who wants to start? Because well, I don't have much to say. So uh, this is a reference Klemperer. I don't really get. I mean, we've both seen Autofocus. So I mean, yeah, I've seen Autofocus, and I saw some of this on Nick at Night, but like I've never, I never liked that show as a kid. Hogan's I never Heroes, liked many like, was, of those. Shows. It was a lame-o show. But... My my theory about Hogan's Heroes is, uh, it was made for WW2 vets <laughs> who were not allowed to talk about their problems and the horrors they saw. So shows like this were therapy for them. They have in to a way. laugh through yeah. their pain yeah. while, you're, while you're sitting in a puddle of your own scotch. <laughs> well, so the interesting thing about Werner Klemper is one, he is the son of the one of the most famous composers. Of of his generation, Otto Klemperer, really? who was a famous German composer who then of Jewish descent. Oh, yeah. So you could bet in 1935, with his fame and fortune, he got the fuck out of Germany and moved to America. Uh, that was Werner, grew up in L.A. or in, in mm-hmm. California. He got interested in acting. It appeared in multiple things. But unfortunately, as a man of German descent in the, of people uh. making films and TV then, they're like, well, obviously you're going to play an evil German. They're like, he was in the U.S. Army, but in the entertainment division. Uh. But he was he joined the army in World War II. He was on our side. And uh-huh. then he's, but when it's time to cast him in acting, he becomes a famous Nazi. And he... He only agreed to it. Uh, apparently, he said that he would do it, but only if Clink was always wrong and a buffoon. He can never be good at his job or a good Nazi. Huh. So, but, well, that's what the, the thought. I would, the thing I found more shocking is that outside of maybe the recent Dragnet parody, 
Yes. They haven't brought on an actor to play their old role. Like, yeah. hey, Fabe, in the Simpsons universe. Like, they ha- that has not happened yet. And the idea that, like, also on Hogan's Heroes, you're supposed to like Hogan or one of the Americans. Homer's, say what Hogan's yeah. favorite, Heroes is about. Homer's favorite character being Clink is just I never weird. Thought of that. And That's then awesome. he sent letters to him. Na- so. name, name three Hogan's Heroes characters. <laughs> uh, Any, I can name Clink and, and Hogan just on a guess. Schultz. On a whim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Schultz from Schultz. the Germans yeah. episode. Uh, but So I have a clip of Werner Klemperer back in the day, but not from Hogan's Heroes, but from a less seen appearance. These short back climbs are harder than the longer ones. It takes a while to unlimber your muscles, Robin, but it's all good training. <laughs> Colonel, what are you doing here in Gotham City? I am looking for an underground agent. One of ours or one of yours? And why the exposition hall at the Coliseum? Who knows? You never know where you might find one. Be careful not to get picked up. Chief O'Hara can be very tough with aliens incognito. Incognito? With my monocle? Well, say hello to Colonel Hogan for us. It's a wonder he hasn't tried to borrow your bat robe to put another one of his escapes. <laughs> this Batman is should have arrested that Nazi. This is, yes! <laughs> this is so good. Yeah. I'm so happy right can we, now. Can we please boot up the Hogan's Heroes theme song? I have one thing to say about it. It does but, sound a lot like well, The Great Escape. So that was from Batman 66. In uh, It was something you barely ever see in the syndicated version. They would just advertise yep. other shows on yep. ABC by having them appear in the walking up building. Yeah, it was like scene. a commercial. It was The uh, Monsters did it too. Yeah. It was like Adam's uh, Family ads, did it basically. Well, maybe it was that. the Adam's Family, Adam's not family. Monsters. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So here's the Hogan's Heroes theme it sounds a lot like the great escape theme so uh my crappy high school marching band knew three songs (laughs) one was the alma mater one was our fight song and song number three was the hogan's heroes theme song so you would hear all of those songs every halftime i went to a lot of high school football games because it was ohio wow so just and he's in his second build uh, this is amazing because uh, this is another one of those situations where, like, this is not my nostalgia. This is me yeah. learning about the previous generation's nostalgia through <laughs> writers like The Simpsons. Uh, no so, idea. What... That was so weird of Homer. Or, no, we, that was so weird. Explain what Hogan's Heroes is. Actually, I have a great clip for that too. Oh, this yeah. is my favorite explainer of what Hogan's Heroes is by one Gilbert Gottfried. By Doctor Katz. Yes. The guy who was able to sell Hogan's Heroes to a network. I mean, who was able to walk into a network one day and go, okay, here's the idea. A group of soldiers held in a Nazi prison camp. It's a comedy. <laughs> mm, that's interesting. Tell me more. Well, no, no, more, okay. More. You see, these soldiers are in prison by the Nazis <laughs> behind barbed wire, and if they try to escape, they'll be shot. I love it. It's a laugh riot. Yeah, that is Hogan's Heroes, a situation comedy set in a German POW. It is a show Homer would love, like Sheriff Lobo. Exactly, and it was the comedy was of Hogan and the other guys always getting one over on the Nazis, and that they actually had. As Homer said, secret tunnels everywhere, all these things. Like, they weren't even really the captives. They were there to send intel around. But it's still... 
in the film Autofocus, which is really just about Bob Crane's being a sex pervert <laughs> uh, with Willem Dafoe, Hogan's Heroes is about 30 minutes of the film. Mm. And one of my favorite bits in it is when he's like he did Bob Crane in the film, at least did not want to do Hogan's Heroes. They were all just like, this can't be popular. It's about Nazis. And <laughs> He's being interviewed by a reporter played by Ed Beckley Jr. who then just like asks two questions as like, I'm Jewish, fuck you. Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> just like, I don't think you can do that now. I don't know how How could Batman it back even then. just be like, well, I guess you're a Nazi. You it might want to go. You, if you Google Colonel Clink, the first two videos that come up are Batman and the Simpsons before Hogan's Heroes anything, but it's just him playing Colonel Clink. That's well, so weird. And every episode of Hogan's Heroes, I think, is just on YouTube. Nobody cares to yeah, keep it. It's, it's not, not remembered fondly by anyone. No. I feel like <laughs> only maybe F Troop is more of a, like, let's not look at this anymore. Oh, yeah, with uh, all the Jewish men playing Indians, <laughs> yes. Native Americans. But he's, he's but Clink is there to be Homer's Clarence the Angel and show him what life yeah. would be like uh, if he wasn't married to Marge. And I just this is a wonderful encapsulation of it all. Uh, he whisks them in the air over to a mansion where Homer lives with Mindy. <laughs> I'm so happy, darling. I as well. Are you happy, Jeeves? Yes, sir. Mm, yes. And Marge is president, too. Marge is president. And I feel like they missed a joke. There could have been a Marge is president joke, but they just I, show you the ex- the exterior shot. I that's feel it. like there was a different joke. Yeah, there. it feels like something was cut yeah. out. They, they, they just had to redo it. Same with Ziggy's gotten too preachy, too. The mouth movements is off enough. I was like, that's a replacement, but a good replacement. One, a really funny one that doesn't leave me asking, what was the old joke? Like, But that, that Homer, I like how in, when Homer's rich... He has kind of like his eye up a little, like he's smiling with his cheek <laughs> oh, yeah. over his eyes. Like, then we're all happy. <laughs> uh, in, Henry, then, it's getting to you, though. So he failed, and he just sends him back, and we get a nice moment of Lionel Hutz, just like, hey, get out of my office. Just yeah. a nice light dusting <laughs> One of sentence. Phil Hartman. Yeah. Yes. And then we're back to Nerd Town. Finally, <laughs> Bart's one of us. Excelsior! I didn't get the Excelsior reference until much later. Uh, well, well the hen- doing right. a podcast with Henry for 200 yeah. episodes. So, yes, in case you weren't aware, I had <laughs> a previous podcast I used to do that was a weekly comic book podcast called Cape Crisis. And... Still should have been called Hulk Dick. I, I maintain that. <laughs> and I would close each Cape Crisis by saying Excelsior, which was really just supposed to be a reference to Stan Lee. It's how Stan Lee would end his Stan Soapbox weekly mm-hmm. uh, thing he do every month. Yeah. It was a reference to the packing material. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then when I saw this again, I was like, it's a perfect thing for a nerd club to say, mm-hmm. which is what a comic book podcast is. It is a nerd club. And so <laughs> a short-lived, barely be. remembered Stan Lee television I wish they had done more with the those with are the amazing. nerd club. Like they they just kind of drop it yeah. after that. But it's it's a great little joke. The only thing I'd change now is the guy who gets prune juice. Yeah. That should just be database. It is the database voice. Oh, yeah. I was shocked that database wasn't there. Well, we don't meet him for another year. Oh. So he's he's season six in Bart's like, comment. Why why is prune why prune juice? I mean, I know it's kind of gross and weird, but like <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, that feels the like Kate Martin regular. So <laughs> it is a it is an old dork joke. Same with like pocket protectors. Yeah, like, it just hadn't been updated. It's a stock like ancient nerd. Yeah, joke. actually, yeah. I, that joke was so prevalent. I don't know what prune juice tastes like. It would have just been Mountain Dew. Like nerds would <laughs> like that's yeah, a joke, yeah. but that's also what cool kids drink. So they Fetch wouldn't have some code red. Mountain Dew and Little Caesars. Yeah. <laughs> 
But I like that there was a mix of kids who could do who were doing extra credit projects, but then also kids like, no, I'm just building the Star Trek, uh, yeah. building Starship Enterprise. Like I'm not cool either. Remember being smart. that accurate in Enterprise, being on The Simpsons. Yeah, if you're a real dork, that's an animation cell you gotta track down. Uh, and though now that bit is a little less funny because it's like, oh, this is a club of boys, the kind of place where a lot of angry yeah. feelings come together. So you're these saying days. this is like. Uh, <laughs> This is Crawl Space Fortune. There has to be oh, at God. least one guy in there who's just like, I mean, look, women just are different from men. And They're holding us down. Charge. Yeah. So uh, I've gone Volsel. Homer writes God Volsel. Homer writes a giant speech on his hand. Do we have that? No. Okay, well, first he one. sings about Mindy. Yeah. Mindy. Okay. Oh, Mindy, you came and you gave without flaking, but I sent you Ben Gay. Oh, Andy. Huh. You kissed me and stopped me from something, and I... Uh-oh. Dad, why are you singing? Tell a lie, tell a lie. Mm, because I have a small role in a Broadway musical. It's not much, but it's a start. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing ever. His brain slow clapping. Yeah, and... even though presumably his brain came up with the... I don't know, but... So that isn't even the... Like, that's kind of a smart-ish... Like, that's... It's a clever, dumb yeah, thing of Homer. It's a witty rejoinder, but yeah. it's not an, an answer. And I, I like... I don't know how to feel like Lisa's like is frowning when she's like, or a man named Andy. Like she's yeah. like, well, is she grossed out by that or just skeptical she's or just what? Like, I think she's just skeptical. Like, no, dad, you're not in love with a man named Andy, right? Yeah. So I think that's just her. Though that was a reference to the Barry Manilow song, Dude. Mandy, which yes. I have a little clip of. song is terrible it is and i so feel those like, are the real lyrics <laughs> i feel like in the 90s everyone was getting over their shame of having like barry manlow in the 70s and 80s but I'm, I'm he back. was a constant target of jokes he was, in the 90s. but i'm back there with yeah. that song is awful yeah I, i've never really heard it before now if you never heard it before those are the real lyrics that homer is mixing up there i did i did have one dumb note that i thought was really weird mm. but just i you know i saw after we're talking to bill oakley and josh weinstein the bill oakley they're just yes. like they're fans of the show and in this episode for the first time ever Marge walks through a doorway and her hair gets caught and it's got its own foley work. Oh yeah. And like, Are you sure it hasn't been on like that before? I like it's so it's just it's it's well within frame. Okay. And it's I don't know why season five episode nine. Tuh. This is when you make that joke. Hmm. Interesting. It is, it is right when she walks in the room to tell Bart he's done with his uh, glasses. And dermatologist he, gel. He throws off his shoes, yes. and that's when they pray for giant <laughs> shoes. anyone pray for giant shoes? Giant that's right. Shoes. Though, I thought, not unlike how <clears throat> Ned knows that Homer mm-hmm. is infatuated with another woman, Lisa knows too, but mm-hmm. nothing comes of that either. Like, that, I guess she could just assume... I don't know. Lisa's not stupid. Okay. She Everybody has to learn the hard way. Do not go around singing the name of the girl you're having an affair yes. with. Never do that. <laughs> Eventually, it'll all come together for your lady, like Kaiser Soze. And then came all the writing on the hand bit, which, yeah. so I guess Lenny is in love with a man named Max. This is the only time this has ever been mentioned before that he did something to Max out of out of pain and Maybe alcohol. Maybe it's not love, Henry. You make everything so gay all the you're, time. You're right. Come on, I Henry. That was a comment we got. I'm just it, kidding. It felt felt like that Lenny it also just felt like a joke they would have made like Lenny is secretly gay yeah like that it that, that just felt like where they're going well meanwhile 
The man with the giant hand. I love he, that joke. He had appeared one sure. other time that I can recall after really? this. Really? After? Okay. Uh, Homer wants to throw the donut in the reactor to make it bigger. And then the guy says, yeah, I did the same thing with my hand. And normal hand is up like, oh, I'm at the other one. And then he falls over. Is that a much later episode? It's like season nine or ten. It's okay. where Homer Homer breaks the plant by throwing the donut in the thing. And then when they find it, they fire Homer. And it's definitely a Scully season one. Mm. But I can't remember exactly. Oh, it might be the – no, he becomes a truck driver because he kills that guy. Yeah, in the steak eating contest. Yeah, but uh, the whatever. line, I'm sweating like Roger Ebert, made me sad because I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he's been dead for four years. I, I miss him so much. I miss Roger Ebert. It was just a fat joke, Roger yeah. Ebert. Like, I miss when you could just make fat jokes at him instead of uh, instead of just like, no, he went through horrible cancer for about four, five, six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If you watch the his movie, Life itself, uh, it's amazing. It, it will destroy you. Yeah, yeah I love it. it's it one of the best documentaries. I mean, it's great, but it's it will kill you. I don't know. I, I love that man. My, I love that movie. The most interesting thing to me on that was the connection found between Gene Siskel's wife and Roger Ebert's wife. Of both, like, oh, now we've both lost husbands to cancer. Yeah. We were both connected like that, and and yeah, it's Life itself. It will kill you. But the so then I, Homer's friendship with her then makes yeah. them. Get sent together in a wonderfully contrived moment. It, it's all so contrived for the next yeah. like four minutes. Yeah, it's so it, good. It's, it, it's great how contrived it uh, is. It's, it's one of the many things of Burns seeing something on a monitor and completely misreading it. We'll see that in the next episode, which is why I got these episodes confused. Yeah. In terms well, and it's of how also Burns why, is used, and it's also why Homer became a comedian. Exactly. It, there's so many th- times this season of just like <laughs> who is that man? Yeah. Burns looks at a monitor and like I have an idea. It makes like a, an irrational choice. Of, if you ever hung out with a terrible executive. It's not. It's actually I'm paying attention real. to this right now. This, <laughs> after they this is all the, that matters. After they have their money fight, they then look <laughs> and make a quick snap judgment. Yeah. Simpson, Simmons, you two have been chosen to represent us at the National Energy Convention. Congratulations. You'll be spending two nights together in glamorous Capital City. Wow. Capital City. The Windy Apple. <laughs> Come on. I'll get you the tickets. Oh, this is the worst crisis my marriage has ever faced. Colonel Clank. Why have you forsaken me? What is it? Do you have a question? <laughs> did you know Kinch had a radio in the coffee pot? He did. <laughs> I like that now Colonel Clink is invested in Hogan's it's Heroes. So good. I love this. Yeah. He has stopped pretending to not be his guardian angel anymore and just like, I am Colonel Clink. <sighs> and that... It's just further contrivances to get Mindy and Homer together. I wonder why they didn't do... This was the time I realized that Simmons and Simpson are one letter apart, but they don't do any. Yeah. Well, that, is she related but... to B. Simmons from uh, oh, the Grandpa she, in Love episode? She should be her granddaughter. Yeah. I, 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 that's going to be my headcanon now. <laughs> uh, and then we get oh, to my favorite line in the entire show. Oh, God. That's the joke. The bellboy... Yeah, uh, in the suite. Ugh, that I hate this guy. TV's there, bathroom's there, and there's your king size bed for. Stop that. I love my wife and family. All I'm going to use this bed for is sleeping, eating, and maybe building a little fort. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that is my favorite part. It's great. Uh, And I really feel like the writers are making fun of Conan. This vamping he's doing is very Conan-like. You are so right. And I feel like they're just taking a shot at Conan after he leaves the show. I think you're right. Uh, I really read this as Conan. And then they then punch him in the face. That was a lot of 
PG sex noises. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I've gone uh-huh. to a hotel on like a business trip, I know at least once I thought free mouse wash and free. <laughs> but not every place has a shower curtain. Actually, most places I go to now are just like a sliding door. And yeah. No shower curtain you can just steal. And uh, then them using room service is my one of my all time favorite Simpsons gags of just continue that, the research that could work any time. Mm-hmm. It, it it is not tied to this episode at all, but just the idea of Burns makes the flying monkeys from <laughs> Wizard of Oz. They can't fly, and they just all die. Like they just all just smash yeah. on the ground. This is one of the things the I'm, I'm pretty sure was cut out for syndication for me. Ah. I, yeah, I didn't have that vivid a memory of this at all. And, and yeah. it's a, ref- a Wizard of Oz reference. I would have got. It's from an the easy scene to cut it. because it affects nothing. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, even though it's hilarious, mm-hmm. and also flying monkeys. That's uh, the only kind of references that Captain America gets Indeed. in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I understood that reference. I understood that one. And, and I, I do like how one of the turkeys fell behind the bed. They're yeah. <laughs> eating. Like a buffet on their bed yeah. together. There's no way she can't gain weight for that. I, I Homer's thought... shirt explodes and from fatness. At I... this point, do they have the lady in the tramp chili dog kiss? Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. amazing. And then his that was a great moment too of like the mm. callback mm. of the shirt. Yeah, he's wearing the shirt as an undershirt, and then the, the, it is just Julie Kavner's but coming out of that machine. <laughs> the floor scrubber, oh, yeah, the floor the imagery It's an omen. <laughs> and then when. So then they're at the energy thing. I love that Homer is just so ready to just throw that brick at a guy. The yeah. guy goes, ouch. And when did Hans Mulman know how to run, like, solar power? Like, <laughs> That's but, his job. Fossil fuels uses and nobody gets hurt. He's yes. 31 years old, Henry. He's a young businessman. I, Fo- fossil fuels has only gotten meaner since 1993. Yeah. And I, I never noticed that uh, Mindy and Homer were sitting at a table with Burns' book, Will There Ever Be a Rainbow? And oh, Smiling Joe Fishin is yeah. in a picture with Burns behind them. It's, so that's too... That's all animators. Like, that's all Oh, so I just, like, attribute that to, like, when talking to Oakley, that, like, he was already a fan of the show. Yeah, yeah that's like, true. Probably wanted to reference. I can tell something. they put that in there, but, but uh, just a great idea that at the nuclear power plant when they're showing it off at the energy convention, of course Burns would be like, "No, you have that picture of me with smiling Joe fishing, and then you try to sell my book there." And that the will there ever be a rainbow? Still, be still rainbow. being there. And so, here's an uh, animation mistake. Oh, sorry, I keep interrupting. Oh, don't you, worry. Mom. I'm sorry. But here's an animation mistake I just noticed this time. When the spotlight gets on them, they are, they get shadowed. But Homer and Mindy have the shadow on them the entire shot. Okay. So they they are animated as if they are being spotlit the entire time they're behind the desk. I hope some Korean was fired for that. Who directed this? Well, so they get crowned queen and king of energy, which makes no sense. <laughs> yes, and they go do dinner at Madame Chow's, which and I, they have the sexiest, to. Yeah. The sexiest Chinese restaurant in but the capital city. The, the joke, Madame Chow, is Chow is food, right? Is yeah. That the joke? Oh wow. It's not a great nope, joke, it, but yeah, I never got that. What's funny is uh, Mindy saying, "I'm so glad they made those cheeseburgers, or they, yes. they <laughs> yeah, they could make us cheeseburgers. They didn't eat Chinese food there. Yeah, the both Chinese slobs. food restaurant I worked at in the South also made cheeseburgers and hot wings. Got well, yeah, I think the wings are there for the people that go and don't eat Chinese food. Yep. Well, when buffet. I was a little kid, when I was when I was the age of this show, like I'd never been to a Chinese restaurant before, like. Mm-hmm. The idea of Chinese food just sounded like space food, or like what even is this? I remember this? my it's boss so like, crazy. Yeah, no one else delivers uh, cheeseburgers and, and, and wings. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll fucking do it. Pretty my, smart. My pretty town smart. was so shitty, and I was so sheltered. I did not eat Chinese food until I was seventeen years Damn. old. Yeah, that might have been when I did it too. But then when I discovered like 
Chinese buffets were my favorite. Like they replaced down home country time buffets mm. for me. And just like I love country time buffets like Golden Corral, which are awful. They're just they're just like slop buckets. Yeah, yeah Foxworthy told about. me they was a daggum awesome. <laughs> but at China buffets. You would still get the same slop, but it was like, oh, but rice, and I can have <laughs> that means it's healthy, and yeah. I can pour sweet and sour sauce over these fried, uh, also dumplings. healthy, healthy yeah. General Tso's chicken. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I okay. love Chinese buffets. After the dinner, I think Homer and wife. Mindy are kind of resigned to have sex with each other. Like it's, we, I guess we have to. It's a really every, everything is pointing in this direction. It's a really fun them. moment. The cookie mm. told them to. Yeah. Well. When I like the way Mindy looks at him over the drink, she's just like, oh, I guess we are going to have to have sex it just it's an you i feel like in a, especially in the learning episodes you didn't get that kind of introspective moment with with the uh, uh the object of his affection it's right. just it you get to at least see what mindy is thinking about and feeling in mm. that scene it's yeah. it's nice and so she doesn't want to do it either well she does but she's also she knows it's not right she doesn't want to break up a marriage or sleep with a sleep with a married man well you guess you'll want to come in. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this was a really nice night, Homer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, yeah, like you don't know. We're going to have sex. Oh, well, we don't have to. <laughs> yes, we do. The cookie told me so. <laughs> well, desserts aren't always right. But they're so sweet. <laughs> Homer, you don't have to do anything you don't want to. Well, maybe I want to. But then I think about Marge and the kids. Well, not the boy. He drives me nuts. (laughs) Sometimes I just like to... Homer, you know how I feel. So it's up to you. I really like it. Just felt like it's really good. It's very sweet. Yeah, it just it felt like a really quiet, serious moment in a Norman Lear sitcom. Yeah. For a bit. It does feel like a, the James Earl Brooks uh, rubbing off on them a bit. And I, and well, I, feel I like... think that's what Merkin was going to too. He did want this to be a realer episode yeah. about Homer, Homer contemplating, uh, you know, uh, cheating on her, like and contemplating an affair. I think they both come out looking pretty good. They they are both uh, aware of yeah. what's happening. They both want to do this, mm. but they know they shouldn't. And, and they don't look they... like it just not to. I just they don't look like monsters. Yeah, and I think at it's the same it, time. Maybe this is like a tiny smidgen of cheating, but I like that they have a nice like kiss at the end. It's just mm-hmm. like yeah. let's just I I don't know how to how to classify this or anything, but I feel like it's a great way to end that. Yeah, at least or yeah. begin something if they were going to. Yeah. And once you seal it with just a peck on the lips, <laughs> you're legally obligated to use that in your fantasies forever. <laughs> forever. So that's going right in the spank bank. Were you <laughs> fooled at all on first yes. viewing, did you think it was it wasn't Marge and that was it yes. was Mindy and the Negus? After that we see Homer contemplating something and Figure out what needs to be done, and then we just see. And they're uh, in the same hotel room. In the same hotel room, and it's someone from the neck down in a a negligee. Yeah, though the body shape is definitely Marge's, not Mindy's, which is slightly the different. First time they made Marge less sexy than any woman on, uh, on the Simpsons. <laughs> I know. And we hear our buddy Barry White Here's... from Whacking Day. This is so oh, cool. Oh, Margie, you came and you found me a turkey on my vacation away from worky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that guy should get out of that room. 
And but that, that is the, the very eye acting. Oh, so good. The eye acting is great. Right before that, they played "Can't Get Enough of Your Love," yeah. which was, I think, probably even the exact same track that he. I'm pretty recorded sure it was the Wacken Day track. Yeah. But the the eye acting, Carlos Baezo was the director. Oh, you're right. We should mention him definitely. And the eye and Frank Mueller, the writer. But the eye acting on, you could tell the guy was moving his eyes the way he was when yeah. he did that acting. I'm like hubba hubba. Like, you could tell the, where the, the, where the head was. Yeah, it was, that. It was, it was very really solidly good. Yeah. Good use of just single eyes. And the I feel a little bad that Marge was none the wiser, but I guess Homer has nothing to admit to. Is this the one know? that um, Homer tells Marge about in the clip show? So I did want to go to okay. that too. So in, in less than a year... We will be at another Simpsons clip show. The worst clip Awful. show they ever did. So, they even acknowledge it in the show itself. Yeah, within the show. They hate this episode. They're like, don't even watch this. And it's where they all remember their different love stories. Bart, Lisa, Marge, and Homer all tell different stories of their love life, which really just lets you do clips from multiple episodes yeah. that all had to do with love. Though it's a very weird idea of like, well, as long as we're talking about love... I, Marge, will now tell the story of when I almost had sex with my bowling teacher. <laughs> and now, and then Homer's like, well, as long as we're talking about love, I'll tell a story about the time I t- slept with someone else. The best time to tell you is in front of these children. Yeah, I mean, I forgot because I watched an episode when I got the DVDs once and I never watched it again. No way. Never. And I would they, avoid they, it in syndication, too. It's just we, bad. We'll watch it for we this. We We're going to do it. Yeah. But so Homer does say, Marge says, what happened to this Mindy? And Homer says she hit the bottle pretty bad and lost her job. Now, that's not what happens, though, because she does appear in Mountain of Madness at the employee retreat. Mindy oh, is there. Oh, wow. And actually, Zootroy is mentioned, too, but just mentioned. Mm-hmm. You don't see him on screen. But if you remember when Smithers is pairing up people, he says someone and Zootroy. Oh, you're right. And that right. was totally an Oakley and Weinstein, like, giving a crap that's about awesome. their history. So, I, I like that because I don't want – I feel like it's the show punishing Mindy for wanting to sleep with Homer. Just like they sort of punished Lurleen. You know, I oh, spent totally. last night in a ditch. Yeah, a little too mean. It's not very fair to Mindy, yeah. but but that uh, but yeah. So Mindy did keep a job. Don't that whole episode, the clip show episode, is non canonical. It did not happen. <laughs> nope. Don't 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 respect it. I, but I think I put Lurlene above Mindy as hottest. You Simpsons, did, I uh, think. Then yes, I'm taking it back. I'm oh, taking wow. it back. So Mindy is now the hottest design Simpson yeah, woman. Springfield bongo jeans do it for me every time. <laughs> Bob, where do you sit? Uh, uh, is she I, the hottest? I think it's the woman whose uh, cl- clothes were torn by a cyclops. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, but Lurleen's up there for me for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, we're all disgusting. Thanks for listening to yeah. Talking <laughs> Simpsons. I've been your host, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo. I also host the classic gaming podcast, Retronauts, every Monday at Retronauts.com. There is a brand new goddamn episode of things that you probably want to hear about, like Bart versus the Space Mutants. We recorded an entire episode about that with these guys, and we're talking about a terrible Simpsons game. So if you're new to Retronauts, go to the website, look for the Bart versus the Space Mutants episode, find it in your MP3 player or whatever. You will like Retronauts if you like Talking Simpsons. I think that's it. Oh, yeah, right for fandom. (laughs) <laughs> fandom.com which is also where i write and you can read our works on there i am also h-e-n-e-r-e-y-g on twitter follow me there and of course talking simpsons i have to tell you guys look 
Please don't skip through this. Uh, you need to know. Patreon.com slash laser time. It's where the first season of Talking Simpsons lives, mm-hmm. as well as the seasons two, three, and four wrap-ups, and tons more other special things. There's tons of great stuff there. 15 and I, enormous Talking Simpsons episodes you've never heard. Never and all heard. you have to do is support people who want to make stuff for you. Yeah, just $5 a month, though. More is always appreciated. And you know what else, though, too? I haven't asked for this in a long time on here, but... We always love new reviews on iTunes. If you haven't, that's just a free thing you can do to help us. If you haven't done it before, just five stars. You know, come on, five stars. Tell everybody how awesome this is. Let the world know. The world must know how awesome this show is. Give it a review, please, if you can. And, of course, patreon.com slash lasertime. And lasertimepodcast.com, where all of these shows live. 30, 2010, look back 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Video Game Apocalypse, the weekly video game show, and Laser Time. Recent subjects include a walk through 20 years worth of Power Rangers, wow. which is something I didn't know I'd be fascinated by, and an upcoming episode where I swear to God, you get to hear Bart rap, and it's not what you think. It sucks. <laughs> So thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with Springfield with a dollar sign. I see a memory.